Hey y'all, welcome back to the spiritual spot. I have missed y'all. Oh my goodness. I have missed y'all a lot. Um, I've kind of been MIA. Um, yeah, I do not believe in, in airing content when I am at a space where my energy is low. So I've been giving myself permission to take a break and, you know, to, to refresh. However, I've still been visible on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you like to follow me, my Instagram handle is spiritual coach underscore Tasha T O S H A. And on Facebook, it is the spiritual space, um, life transformation services. But anyway, um, y'all last week I did a poll asking my followers, was there a topic that they would like for me to discuss? And one of my followers responded that she would like to know how to get out of an abusive relationship when there are children involved. (sighs) Let me tell you, this one is a very, very, very sensitive topic for me. And it is because um, I've experienced it. Now, I have not been the person who was abused. Um, However, I've experienced verbal abuse and goodness gracious, that's a tough one to come back from too, you know, because it takes a shot at, at your self-esteem. It makes you feel, you know, inadequate, less than, and all these other things. But, you know, when you're talking about physical abuse, it's a different situation. Oh, it's a different situation because it's, you know, verbal abuse combined with physical abuse and, you know, all of that stuff take a toll on you mentally. So, Allow me just for a moment to, um, I just like to share a story of something that I experienced, um, growing up, you know, I told y'all that I didn't have the best upbringing. Um, however, you know, my mom did the best that she could do. And with that being said, she went through a lot of stuff, you know, that was in her eyes deemed as necessary because she had you know two little children that was dependent on her um so here's the story um my mom was in a relationship for years with this guy um the guy was an alcoholic as well as he was a drug addict um he you know was deemed to have a good job he had a a government job is that um, his payday was Thursday. So Monday through Wednesday, Sunday through Wednesday, he was the perfect guy. He would go to work, you know, come home and, you know, spend time with the family, spend time with my mom and, you know, cater to my mom and us as the children. And it was just perfect Sunday through Wednesday. But came Thursday, which was his payday. Oh, my gosh. 
everything was completely different. Um, yeah, it was very different. It was, it was a routine. He would, you know, go to the liquor store when he got paid. That's where he cashed his check at, at the liquor store at the time. I think they still do that now too, but, um, it was like a one-stop shop. He cashed his check. He bought his, his liquor and his beer, whatever it was that he needed. He made his other stop and, you know, ah, we knew what the night was going to bring. After about three hours of straight drinking, not eating anything and drugging, it ended up being a long night for me, my brother and my mom and how it would start y'all. It started out as, as first my mom being called different names, bitches and hoes, all kinds of bitches and hoes, excuse me y'all. And this may get a little bit graphic, but, um, just stick with me. And, um, it would go from the name calling to him slapping my mom and then from him slapping my mom to to her yelling out and from that point till we would hear a loud bang or a loud boom which was my mom being thrown from one part of the room to another part of the room and at the time I was about four or five years old my brother he was probably seven or eight years old. And um, my brother, oh my gosh, he was courageous because every time that happened, my brother would run out of the room and he would try to save my mom. And hmm, imagine being a little child attempting to go rescue your mom, not knowing what's going to happen, but you feel like you can save her. Uh, yeah, that was, that was something, but, um, how my brother would end up being thrown around also. And me, I was just too scared to come out of the room. I would stay in the room and just cry. And, you know, when it was all over after hours of that going on, my mom would come into the room and, you know, she would say it was okay. She would, you know, took us into the bed and, she would, you know, leave us and she would go in the room with him. And this went on every Thursday through Saturday for years, for years, for years. And it became the norm for us. And upon all of these things happening, my mom would have family members, you know, to live with us from time to time. And it was this one Thursday, y'all. My uncle was living with us and my uncle felt apparently real courageous. And, you know, when all of the stuff was starting to happen, you know, with the name calling, my uncle tried to intercede, you know stop it before it went to a different level that didn't stop anything because he continued with his pattern um after the name calling he would slap her and you know throw around and 
again, my uncle felt real courageous, okay? And he got involved. Um, something I forgot to mention. My mom's boyfriend was a gun owner. So it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Especially being a child, being in that environment, it was a lot. So I cannot imagine what it felt like for my mom to go through those things. Um, but anyway, back to the story. My uncle and the, the guy, they got into it or whatever. And the guy shot my uncle to death. Yeah. Um, that night, I remember coming out of the room with my brother and... Um, what we seen was something that we both will never, as well as my mom, I know she'll never forget. It was my uncle. He was in a puddle of blood and he was unrecognizable. And my mom called the police. Out of all of these times that she has called the police, they actually arrested him that time. And just so happened the paramedics was able to resuscitate my uncle. So the charge was not murder or attempted murder. It was aggravated assault. I could not believe it. I still cannot believe it to this day. But anyway, anyway, um, that was the night that my mom decided to leave. And when she left, it was the start of a new journey for her and being in that new journey and that new mindset, she decided to do something that she had never done before. And that was to try to stand on her own. And that was the start of us living a life of less than, you know, with us experiencing all the, you know, the hardships that we went through from not having our, basic needs met but now that I am an adult I can actually say to my mom you know thank you for making that choice to to leave for yourself because it could have been way worse I, I'm telling you I remember that night my brother and I coming out of that room and we just knew that it was my mom that was in there that was shot we just knew it. We just knew it. We just knew it. But lo and behold, it was my uncle instead. So to the ladies, and I'll say to the men also, and yes, I did say to the men because men experience abuse as well. I can't say leave because I know that's easier said than done. But I will say this. It's help out there. And the resources are, are limitless. Seek help. Ask for help. And try to take care of yourself the best way you can. While you're going through that situation. If you're not safe, seek help. There's help, there's help, there's help. And I'm going to link um, in the description box a, a resource number 
<sighs> I love you. I honor you. I respect you with all of my heart. My heart and my prayers are with you. And I just pray that that God gives you the strength and the courage and the endurance that you need to get through this moment. And just know that you're not alone. I love you.